What's up, everyone? We're back here with Sports Bet's Trash Talk Podcast. I'm sitting here with Mark Worthington and Corey Homicide Williams. And what are the brand of those shades, man? Those who know Homicide know he loves to wear the shades indoors. It's not for everyone. I can't do it personally. I can't. And I think it's not as much as I don't want to do it. I just look like an idiot or I look like a criminal when I do it. Whereas you actually find a way to make it look somewhat cool, Homicide, except I've embarrassed myself by not knowing the brand. I think you can pull them off. It just depends on the level of tint. Some people don't like dark tint. Some yeah. people can pull it off with a slightly tinted. I think you can pull it off, to be well, honest. people tell me to pull it off I whenever I put them on. Roland so. Roberts using, used to wear shades. Who's Roland Roberts? He used Roland. to play with Sydney. He used to play in the NBA back Yeah, in the he played for the Sydney Kings and he and played Townsville. for the Townsville Crocodiles. And he and, used to... Yeah, and he used to wear shades the entire time <laughs> at a nightclub, which makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. Um Yes, my voice is fucked. I'm yeah, what happened now? I'm like, it's Tuesday. You started smoking a pack a day or what? <laughs> Mate, this is the first time I've been out of bed since Wednesday. Oh, well, thank wow. I, I appreciate you shaking my hand and everything without telling me that. <laughs> I'll cough in your face later <laughs> if you keep that shit up. <laughs> it actually might help my Killsyth team if I get yeah. sick and miss this week. There we go. It might help everyone. Killsyth lost again, people. Oh, my goodness. It happens. It happens. What's what'd going you, what'd on you up shoot? What did you shoot on the weekend, mate? Oh, I shot the ball. Yeah, I can't really remember the outcome, but I definitely yeah, shot the ball a few times. Two of nine? Uh, I don't, well, anyway, some massive <laughs> NBL news this weekend. I'm going to throw it over to you, Were though, yeah. with this one because you've got some word. You've got your feeders out for those Game of Thrones fans. He's got his little, little birds Ooh. talking in each city. Ooh. And one of the Ravens has flown back with some news. What is it? <laughs> um... <laughs> Chima Maneki from the Phoenix. <laughs> Wait, who's that? Maneki? Maneki. That's exactly what I just said. No, no, no. You said Maneki. Oh, it's Maneki. We're not getting all this whole fantasy right. of Fantasia argument over here with this name. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, he's going to get his contract torn up because he's not an Australian citizen. Wow. Which people have been saying from the start. Wow. And so... There's been some lack of due diligence done on the Phoenix part to assume that he's an Australian citizen when in part he's never been an Australian citizen. And so I believe the players that are in town have been informed, but we will not be seeing him in Phoenix colours. That's a weird one for me because who dropped the ball on that? Because as someone who knows that you're going to be classified as an import – You've got to know that that's going to come up eventually. So someone's dropped the ball, whether it be management club, whoever it is, but someone's got to be, I'm not even sure who to think who's at fault on that. Because if I'm a club and I'm just trusting a guy, if he says, oh, I've got a passport, surely there's some point where we say, hey, can I see it? One of those ones. I mean, where does the agent's role play in all this? This is a fact. Where does the, your representation is supposed to have all of this? I'm assuming maybe the but agent. But if he's the agent and he said, fuck it, we'll just hope that it gets through, you never know. That's <laughs> Has he already been paid some portion of it? You never know. I'm thinking maybe the agent was like, look, we have the paperwork lodged. Maybe it will come through. That is true. We are forgetting that that could be the most innocent aspect of this yeah so this leaves a massive hole in their lineup because they're down to now six four men (laughs) and there's still somehow denga kuth playing pretty well in the nba one as a five throw him in there yeah you're right yeah if they could afford to lose someone this doesn't really mean much for them because they could afford to lose a four they could afford to lose a four man i I was excited to watch him because he 
he looked like yeah. he had some exciting talent and unbelievable athleticism and all that sort of stuff that, you know, the crowds love, commentators love, you know, it doesn't always pan out for coaches, but he looked like an exciting prospect and uh, massive oversight by the, by the club. And I say by the club, but there's every chance that they could have been lied to as well. That, that's the thing. We don't, we don't know the full story and I'm sure this will start to come out over the next few weeks. Now, Homicide, another one that were those dropped before is about Braswell's coaching job. And whether I can't it is, believe you didn't even – Whether it's in jeopardy. You like pretending like this was new. <laughs> this is – look, let me tell you what happened. Okay, let's back it up. Were those started here? About a month ago. Kevin Braswell <laughs> messaged me and said, tell Wertho he doesn't know what he's saying because I'm good down here. I have a two plus one. Yeah. Last week, <laughs> last week or the week before, no, last week. Last week. Liam said that there's some rumblings down in New Zealand that, mm, you know, familiar they song. may shake it up. Braswell didn't message me. Hey. Now we're here again. So what's going on in New Zealand, please? Because one thing, one minute, he's good with a two plus one. Now I'm hearing it and the rumblings are getting louder and louder. Please give me trust, some clarity. Trust me, a month ago they weren't good. And I said that. And just because, because my name's not Liam Santa Maria and because my credibility on dropping news isn't there yet, I knew what I was talking about a month ago. Right. You're right. I do have people out there that give me information. I knew this a month ago. <laughs> right. I watched six five, seasons of Game of Thrones five, in the last five, like, five weeks, days. Five weeks ago. And I – and. Funnily enough, I knew it two weeks before then and I didn't say anything for the two weeks prior to that. But he's always been in fucking trouble. And I've said that from the get-go. So I know it's coming out. There's just been out in the local newspaper. What that, was in the local newspaper? That he's in trouble. Okay. <laughs> and it, it doesn't just start and, and finish with the coach at New Zealand. But like the whole – like Sky City has been with – the breakers for the last eight seasons, that contract is running out of time and is in jeopardy of not being renewed. So there is a lot going on in New Zealand. And Kevin Braswell is just going to be collateral damage, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm like the guy just came in. None of the people that have built that organization is a part of it. Lamanis is not there. Was assistant coach. Paul Hanari's not there. Dean None Bickerman, of those Dean players. Bickerman. Bickerman is not there. None of those players are really there that were key in the buildup and the run just, that they've had when they won all those championships. Just, just Abercrombie. Abercrombie, who's looking average. So Finn Delaney's about to how say can this minutes. man come in with one year under his belt? And it's supposed to just clean up everything in one season. Come on, man. And they tight on the money down there. And they just lost Sean Long and Ty Wesley. For me, the tipping point was as soon as Vakona went, that was the heart and soul of that team. Vakona was every embodied absolutely everything it was for New Zealand basketball, not only on the national stage, but even on the club stage, playing for, New, playing, playing for the New Zealand Breakers. Because right. there was a period there where they had, there was a whole bunch of just New Zealand-born guys yep. that were dominating for that team. It was so essentially it was, the national team. It was essentially yeah. the national team, and that's when they were at their best. Kurt Penny? Oh, oh, man. Kirk Penny was a pawn to a shooter. Dylan that is ridiculous. Boucher. They had Dylan. You know, have you ever seen Dylan Boucher play? No, I've, I've, no, I know he's a tough part of the time. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Imagine, okay, 
Dylan Boucher, and v- Mika Vakona. Oh, my God. And Kurt Penny running off those screens with a young Tom Abercrombie. <laughs> C.J. Bruin. That team was crazy. Kevin Braswell. Kevin Braswell. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. Well, at least he's still around. Unbelievable, man. Like, Dylan Boucher. Those teams were so was, Did tight. everything Mika did. Yeah. Mika was just like, I'll punch you in your face. But just take that part out of it. That's what Dylan about you. Yeah. Incredible, man. Oh, you'd say it was so much fun as a four man to play against them. Yeah. Yo, man. It was so so much fun to play against those two. It was so much fun. As as I could imagine, it was so much fun for people to play against the Dragons when it was myself and Mika. Yeah, Yeah, see, that's a bit of a dangerous one. I'll tell you who I have been down at the gym with recently, Brian Gorgian, who is someone that I reckon would be one of the best people you could possibly play for. He's Brian Gorgian. He's here? Yeah, he's he's here. Brian oh, Gordon's in Melbourne. Season. China yeah, off-season. Yeah, yeah. China off-season. So he played, okay. he has a house yeah. down in Balaclava <clears throat> yeah. and hangs here's, out down here's there. Here's a story for you. Brian Gordon's not going back to China. No. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. You can only yeah, yeah, so live on. there for so long. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Brian Gordon is not coaching in the NBL. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Brian Gordon might be taking some time off. Yeah. Which rightly so. Look, but he'll be in Australia. Yeah. So is that a resource that clubs could potentially tap into right there? Because you've got Gorgian rolling around, save you Southeast Melbourne, whoever it is. That is valuable, valuable knowledge there. You know what's crazy? And connections in terms of imports. There's a lot of guys that go over and play in China. Coaches could be scared right now because he's around. Fuck yeah, they're scared. (laughs) Coaches will be scared. Clubs will be scared because they got no damn money left after they get him as a coach. Oh, my goodness. He's in that million-dollar pay range. As a as a as a worldwide coach, yeah. So that's a tough one for teams to get, but you never know. If he wants to hang around and stick around, I get what you're saying. They would definitely be mm. worried. Moving on to the NBA, oh. Kawhi Leonard, bounce, 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 bucket. That was the most ridiculous buzzer beater I have ever seen in my life, and I'm saying ever seen in my life because if we look at the context, Game Seven against Philly at home, bang. The way it went in, everything, that is the best buzzer beater I have ever seen. And most heartbreaking. And most heartbreaking. And most heartbreaking. Wait, wait. Do you know who Damon Lowry is? Damon Lowry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played played in Australia for a long time. Yes. Please tell me you've seen his three free throws to get Illawarra into the grand final series. No, but see, I don't care. It could be three free throws to win the universe. It could be Thanos hitting three free throws to no, fucking no, no. end the universe. But I, you're, I, talk, it, you're talking, you're talking about me. a game to get to the Eastern Conference final. This yeah, is yeah, three yeah. free throws to get them into the grand, uh, uh, a rural club, community club, that bounced more times than what Kawhi Leonard did. All three free throws. The free oh, throws three of them bounced? bounced? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought they were just swish, swish, swish. I'm no, like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. The first one hit the front of the rim as hard as what Kawhi's did. Yeah. Hit the front of the rim and went in. The second one, bounce, 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 in. Ties the game. Third one, bounce, 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 sits on the back of the rim. You lying. And and then goes in. You lying. (laughs) He lying. He lying. He is lying. You got to pull that up, man. I showed I showed I our, I showed our, I showed our producer Ollie before. Uh-huh. I was like, this reminds me of Damon Lowry of what he did. And even Ollie, our English producer, was just like, 
Holy shit. <laughs> 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 As our producer says, it was holy absolutely fucking shit. That is holy the wildest shit. game that was the wildest wildest shit I ever seen. <laughs> well, that is not okay. No, I definitely need to see that footage. Yeah. But, but that's going to be one of those shots where you look back. You know, you've got the and, and I know I'm comparing this to something huge here, and it's unpopular. Anytime you compare anything to what Jordan does, like Jordan steps on the road, it's like, oh, holy shit! Don't don't compare it to Jordan. Then compare it to Tiger Woods' putt. No, see, I think Tiger Woods' putt was much bigger. Tiger Woods' putt was huge. That's bigger in that in in context and everything. But Jordan, the, the push off, buzzer beater, that sort of stuff. That's what people, we're going to look back on. I remember when Embiid, fucking Embiid, closing out on Kawhi, like that sort of stuff. Because that was so close to getting blocked. So close. So close. Can I just say that everything that's been said about Ben Simmons about is lack of a shot needs to be traded. All that is ridiculous. The biggest liability in that series was Joel Embiid because A, he didn't produce on offense and B, every time that he went to double Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard just attacked him and essentially became a double screen for Ben Simmons to get around. Here's my one issue against that. Do you think, and I love Ben Simmons, I I reckon that there's even talk of trading him is ridiculous. Do you think it's easy for Joel Embiid when Ben Simmons' man is playing so far off him and clogging up the paint? Do you think that has an effect on Embiid on the block other than having a shooter out there or someone with a respectable no. jump shot? <clears throat> no, because Ben has been hanging around the basket a la Iguodala does for the Warriors. There was a lot of times in this series though where he was hanging around that top part of the key because they baited him out there while his man just sat right in the middle of the paint. Whether Joel Embiid made a move or not, it's still in the back of your mind. Fuck, I'm, I, like, I can't kick this one out to Ben to shoot it. That sort of thing. I... You know, it, 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 it's, it's a between, tough situation between to be in. the both of them, for Ben and for Joel, they actually act a little bit too cool for school. This series, like they, I felt like things they felt things were just going to happen for them. And we yeah. know, come finals time, you've got to make things happen. Oh yeah, you've got to you've got to be able burst. to make plays. And let's not get it twisted. Kawhi Leonard has been the best player in this playoff series out of everyone. One of the best series the of all time. Everyone in the league, he's been the best player. Take KD, like you can add KD in what he was doing. Kawhi Leonard has had a better series across the board for what he's been able to do. The second thing on that is if Brett Brown loses his job based on one shot essentially, that would be ridiculous. Let's Let's take a look at what he's been able to do. He's essentially had to coach through three different rosters this season. Being able to get multiple personalities, all-star personalities, to get onto one page. And then you're going to tell him that if he doesn't make, like, I know he's been through all this shit. He's got one more year. He's he's finally got a roster that he can work with, but that roster came together late. Jimmy was a late inclusion. Tobias Harris was a late inclusion. I think if you run the table back with this same team next year. Can you keep both Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler though? I don't think look, so. I think prob- you've got you prob- to make the choice on one and it's going to be Jimmy Butler. You'd want to keep Jimmy Butler, to, I, I yeah. think. So today, I confidently believe that <laughs> Tobias Harris was the key piece that made this team sort of took them to that next level where they were actually able to challenge. But the issue for me is they're not going to be able to keep that key piece because Tobias Harris deserves a lot more money and he knows he deserves a lot more money. But unfortunately, Philly just aren't going to be able to match it. And and that's fine. I feel like if you keep Jimmy, Ben and Joel together for one more year, 
I think the cohesion and learning how to play with each other will be far greater. And Butler's proved me wrong. I thought Butler was going to come and just blow this thing up from the inside, but he hasn't. <laughs> he seems to have been great with the young guys. And, and on the too, too, school, too school for cool, too cool for school comment. You'll get there. <laughs> to school or what? To cool, either one. But the issue for me is that I think the crowd kind of fucked Ben Simmons over in the first game, booing him at the free throw line. And he's one of those guys where he's sort of like, you know what, fuck it, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to be in LA in two years. I don't need this <laughs> oh, shit. shit. He's going to LA in two years, fuck it. You want to boo me? I'm just going to put my head in my shell. Oh, he's going to LA. He's not going Everyone, to LA. Rich Paul's going to end up coaching the damn Lakers. <laughs> it's going to be the clutch sport Lakers. Rich Paul coaching. I couldn't think of a worse place for Ben to go to to play alongside LeBron. Who says it's going to be against alongside LeBron? Oh, LeBron is he going to the there. Clippers? Well, I'll tell you why. Here's, here's an extremely, extremely uh, controversial opinion, which I actually agree with. Trade LeBron. Oh, if you're God. the Lakers, first of all, get Genie Buss out of the entire situation. Get uh, remove everything. But you trade LeBron. You're going to dig yourself into a hole. It's going to be three, four years from now. You're stuck with LeBron, who wants to be there for stuff other than basketball, and you're going to be stuck with. A roster that's been built around him, a la Cleveland, Miami, when these people left, when LeBron left. Terrible know? afterwards. Terrible. You if you guys can give me a legitimate reason from what we've seen so far where you can't get more value on the open market for LeBron James and make this Lakers team better in the long run, then please, please enlighten me. I assume you guys are scratching your heads right now trying to absorb the knowledge and the truth bombs that I've just dropped on you. I'm going to call you Max Keller. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Kellerman wasn't exactly wrong with his comment either. That was the comment. See, I'm just throwing out Lakers bombs left, right and centre here. But We shouldn't even be talking LeBron trade. We should be talking Chris Paul trade. Oh, Chris Paul. We should be talking Chris Paul deleted from the league. Chris Paul. Is- oh, I hate that man. I can't stand him at all. I respect him as a player, but he doesn't win. No, I so nothing adds up to a win here. Why does he have so much respect in the league, and he hasn't won? Well, don't get me wrong. You know Chris, Chris Paul's a fantastic Paul point guard, and he's played on some shit teams. There's a lot of fantastic point guards in the league who does not get the respect Chris Paul does. He's like regarded so highly, and he's never point won guard. anything. He's not even been close. You know what I mean? None. He's never won anything. He hasn't. How many years has he been in the league? Two. Not even a final appearance. <laughs> No, no, no finals appearance. They did lose in game seven of the uh, – there was a conference finals last year. They lost in game seven. Yeah. Houston, yeah. So they, they got right there. And, and look, Chris Paul got injured in that game seven in his defense, but he hasn't shown up in playoffs at all. But, he, he's a bit of a Kyle Lowry, so, but he gets he gets he seems to get hit. So, yeah. So I did some reading this morning, weirdly enough. and You get into the kids' book cabinet again? Yep. Anyway, there's a cat in a hat. No. <laughs> um, and it reminded it me. It was about uh, how Houston have become really easy to guard because they have no mid-range game. It is all, essentially all three-pointers or oh, all on the rim. Yeah. And so they brought in Chris Paul when they brought him in to help solve the problem of mid-range shots because yeah. he averaged 7.1 shots per game. He is down to 2.1 or 2.6, something like that. Mid-range shots a game now. So he's essentially adapted his game 
to the rest of it. But he's also probably and never so, played with someone with the, the sort of shot-taking ability and, and the, got, well, the way a guy dominates the game. Yeah. He's not even a point guard out there when so, James Harden's on the floor. So this last series versus the Warriors, the Warriors averaged 19.6 shots from the mid-range to Houston's just under seven, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and it just goes to show that Houston – while if they're knocking down threes, they're extremely hard. But it's exactly like the movie Moneyball. They'll break records in the regular season. They'll make it like they'll look good on paper. But that shit doesn't work. That analytics shit doesn't work come finals. It comes down to players making plays. And you look at what the last couple champs, Steph and KD and Clay making plays for the Warriors, LeBron and Kyrie for Cleveland. The, I mean, there's no analytics there. It's just flat out ball players bowling. Well, my, my my theory with analytics is that you can you can find there's that many stats and that many different ways to look at things. You can find a stat that channels it to the way of saying, oh, a mid range shot is the best shot to take at the end of the game. Yeah. You can get it to say, you can get the data to say whatever you want it to say. Yeah. But the only problem is that there, there is some data, and some people who look at it and say like, oh, look, this points per game, but the guy sucks. But there's other aspects that you can look at it. Like you can, there's that much data available over here. It's not like baseball. It's not as extreme as baseball, but there's that much data where you can channel it to say what, support whatever argument you want. Yeah. And so there is that to an extent. I got a question. No data in street ball, just hoop. This is something totally <laughs> left, but check this out. We like that. Will Smith has a wife. Her name is Jada Pinkett Smith. She has a show <laughs> called Red Table Talk with her daughter, Willow Smith, and her mom. Those are the co-hosts. And they always get a guest on. And this specific <laughs> guest was Stephen Curry's wife. Aisha Curry. Aisha Curry. So obviously, you know, with interviews and podcasts, you can do a soundbite. And I might say something meaningful in two minutes, but I might say something out that two minutes for 20 seconds at a sound, we could run with this. Yeah, yeah. This would make people listen to <laughs> the show. Now, Aisha Curry's like, well, you know, um, obviously I have a husband and, you know, I see all of these women desire him or men, the husbands, but never like the wife. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I might not want to act on it. I may not. I'm not going to act on it. But my DM is not popping. And it's like, I want to sometimes feel desire too outside of my <laughs> marriage. Now, I have a question for you both. What are your thoughts on that? I've DM'd Aisha Curry. What's up, Ma? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your opinion on that, gentlemen? <laughs> I, I think it's, it's funny in this instance because you've got Aisha Curry, she's married a childhood sweetheart, a high school sweetheart, like someone she was with in high school, millionaire, like a, a man of high religious faith. He seems like a pretty morally correct dude. And she wants a whole bunch of dudes holler at her in the DMs. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I, I have no understanding. I can understand the sort of thing. It's like, oh, I want some attention, but holy shit, don't go on TV and say, hey, Start yelling at me on the street or whatever, whatever you want. Like it's, I, I just don't understand the reasoning when you've got everything so perfect. Um, sometimes to roll with that when you've been in a marriage for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she could just. This is a good she, one. Maybe she just wants to be thirsty again. <laughs> 
there's, obviously, obviously, the there's real, one. By the sounds of it. No, no, but the, obviously, know, the there's one side real. of the conversation where he is obviously getting attention. And, but what Steph know. do next time? Does Steph, when she walks into the locker room, does Steph tell all the players to like get up and start like wolf whistling? <laughs> like what? What happens there? Like does Steph step in as, as a husband and say, "No, we're going to fix this, baby. We're going to fix this," <laughs> and start paying people to like slide her DMs? What is what does yeah. Steph do in this situation? Like there's. Completely. First, this first, is two I, different aspects. I, I don't believe for a second that no one hasn't slid into a DMs. Yeah. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Yeah, right no, oh, for sure. For sure. There's definitely people that have slid into a DMs. It's like, whether knows because he's one of them. No, you've already said that you've done it. <laughs> um, but maybe it's not to the number that she wants. Yeah, that's standard. Because I can imagine that Steph Curry gets oh thousands. It, I, I reckon it'd, it'd be easily hundreds a day. Yeah, I reckon it'd be a hundred a day, give or take. And so, because she's not getting hundreds, she feels inadequate. Or yeah, no, not- there's definitely there, she has some like as weird as it sounds. You, you, I can understand that there would be some reasoning to it. She's just saying sometimes it's hard when her husband gets all this attention and then she feels inadequate because she's not getting it. And I'm sure it's in more aspects of life than just yeah, because people he's sliding a in the DM. Superstar basketball yeah, player, yeah, that sort of thing. Celebrity cook, exactly. You know, she is totally, totally. There's no wrong answer with nothing that we're all saying here. Yeah, I'm gonna start from your aspect. <laughs> I heard that. I flipped. I was like, Yo, what the fuck is wrong yeah, with you? The- <laughs> like, you're fucking Steph Curry's wife. Women are fun- women are funny to me. Imagine if Steph came out and said that. Like, I want people sliding women, women in. Women are funny. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Because on one side of it with women, they want the man who be <laughs> successful, have a love, be faithful, take care of his family, make create a safe space for you as a woman and a wife. So you have all of these things. You know what I mean? You and then you come out and say, you know, sometimes I want attention. Yo, you were a fucking rock star. However he carries himself is how he carries himself. He yeah. doesn't carry himself like a typical NBA basketballer. You know what I mean? Yeah, he carries yeah. himself like a family man. Going to do my thing on the court, I'm going home. And uh, we make kids, we're married, and we're, <laughs> we're, we're praising the Lord. That's what they do. That's, That's it. their thing. You cannot come out on TV and state, look, well, you know, I wish people would be sliding in my DMs. Be careful what you ask for. You know what I mean? Be careful what you ask for because now... You just opened up your marriage to be vulnerable. You basically saying that, yo, my man don't give me enough attention. Yeah. That's basically what you're saying. You know, this would be a great conversation with the all-female panel that we have at Sportsbet. What she, that's what she said? That's yeah. what she said. This would be a great conversation right. to have with these Oh, guys. yeah, and I'm sure they'll touch on like, it. You can't do that. You yeah. cannot do that. Do you understand the savages that they are in this world? The, the, <laughs> your, your, your husband is a rock star. When you look at it, he's the complete opposite. Let, let's say like he's not loud and brash like a typical athlete <laughs> would be. And he's a rock star in his own right. Yeah, but you, got Lance Steve, you, got, you got the ends of the spectrum. You got you Lance go. Stevenson and then you got Steph Curry. So now imagine all those savages is like, what? That means you ain't giving her no good. You know what? You ain't. You ain't. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, no, no. It's up trash. He's on court trash talk. Yo, dude. Come on. That, yeah. That's not the attention you really want. And you've been sheltered from that clearly because you think it's a game. People be out there now really going to be getting at you in disrespectful manner. Well, it already started in Houston. They had the signs of James Harden with Steph Curry's yeah, like, wife. Yo, like, like, what like, are you doing? That's the wedding. That sort of thing. So, yeah, it, it definitely opens doing? up a whole 
whole You're making your husband there. look re- ridiculous. <laughs> now, on that side of it, forget that part of it, right? Now, let's go to this side. You've been with a man your whole life, all right? You've been eating a cookie for your whole life, the same cookie every day. <laughs> I'm going to break it down in layman's terms. This is bar talk. You've been with one person. It's <laughs> difficult. You know what I mean? Like, you can, your feelings can change. You know, you know what to expect. You know, come home, read the paper. Here's your food. Do, do what we do with the kids. And that's it. That can get boring. It's not easy to be in a relationship and keep it fresh all the time, especially with a person you've been with since like 10 years old. Well, obviously they were legal. Let's say yeah. 16 uh, high school. What? <laughs> high school. You hear <laughs> what I'm saying? Like since high school. Yeah. You yeah. know, three kids later, you, your husband, remember that photo in the playoffs? I think it was last year. Of that woman that they had. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was giving the eyes up and down. Giving Curry the eyes and everything. I felt personally violated. I think I have the image of my phone. I felt personally violated just watching her look at Curry. Now, could you imagine as a wife watching Understanding and seeing the type of women throwing themselves. Oh, you can sympathize with, with both sides of this argument. And it's not, not right. that it's an argument, but you can sympathize with both aspects it of it. Here it is. There's the photo right there. Remember her? So it's the classic oh, hand over the yeah, mouth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so <laughs> this goes viral. How does she feel? Because, you know, at the end of the day, she doesn't have three kids. She's not at home. She's looking how she's looking. I think. One more time. Yeah, you know what I mean? I well, think, there's actually going to go outside for a bit to. Uh... <laughs> I think that it's on her yeah. to keep herself right. You got all the money, go get you a mommy makeover. You got to fix your body up. Do what you got to do. Whatever it takes. You're not just like, well, you know, my husband's a librarian and <laughs> nobody knows him. Yeah, yeah, Nobody knows him. Your nobody husband cares. is Steph Curry. You got to step your game up and keep it right and on point just as much as he has. You yeah. have a responsibility to yourself to stay on point. You know, but I just didn't like the fact how it came out. Because now, no, no. look. Pandora's box damn near is open. Listen, <laughs> Hug, you your said DM it, is ringing right, right now. Right. <laughs> like you said from the start, there's some savages out there. There's some savages out there, man. There. Yeah, oh, that, Dude, that's going to be a hot topic on you, court. I'm going to give you an example right Ennis now. Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor is going to be bringing up all series. They're playing the Paul and Trailblazers. You ready for this? What? Jason Kidd and his wife had twins. The babies came out. Guess whose fucking kids those were? Matt Barnes. Jason Richardson's. She what? was fucking his teammate. Is that confirmed? Like, is that confirmed? Fuck yeah. I should think the big trade. Him and Jay Richardson was oh, on Phoenix shit. balling back in the day. Killing it. <laughs> similar to Steve Nash. Balling off the court as well. I'm telling you. Didn't Steve Nash have something similar Steve with, Nash, uh, with Barbosa? Steve Nash wife was banging the other team. Yo, listen. Damn, I've been watching Game yeah, of Thrones dude. for the last five days, but I literally have had not had anywhere near the same stuff. amount of drama as hey, we do in the NBA. This is old Felix, stuff, bro. while you've been catching up, quick Game of Thrones catch up. No, oh no, 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 so, no. We will not, we will not be talking, we will not be talking about, yo. we yeah. will not be talking about any Game of Thrones action because I have not slept in about a week <laughs> catching up on Game of Thrones. I've knocked out, in two weeks, I've knocked out seven seasons and hey. I'm finally about to start hey. on the final Felix. stuff. So if you dare, I have blocked Felix. every dragon name. I have blocked every Lannister Felix. name off my Twitter feed. But anyway, we do hey. digress. Hey, Let- Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Okay, for a second, I thought Milwaukee was a character in Game of Thrones. And we were about, <laughs> you're about to spoil it for me. But anyway, let's look ahead. We do digress to the most unentertaining part of the NBA atmosphere, which is the actual games. Milwaukee Bucks. 
are doing some serious business at the at the moment. Oh, they are. And it's going to be so unfortunate when the when the Raptors take them to seven games. And I don't think the Raptors will win this series for the simple fact that after you have an emotional win like that, yeah, that shit drains you. Milwaukee, like we're not talking about a Warriors team that have been there and done that, but we're talking about a Milwaukee team that is hungry for success at the moment. Yeah. So they've been sitting back just waiting. And they're like, all right, you come in with all that momentum because no matter how you try and spin yesterday, that shit zaps you as a player because oh, yeah. it's like a you can like breathe. Emotionally zapped, yeah. Game seven, we win on the buzzer. Everyone goes crazy. It's like 45 minutes before everyone sort of settles down to a yeah. normal heart rate again. I just I just think that Milwaukee's just going to jump them. Look, I, I think Milwaukee's going to get it. I reckon it's going to go to seven games. I reckon, honestly, it's going to be one of the just each team wins their home game sort of style series and Milwaukee's going to get it done in the end. But then it comes down to the one. Like the, the Warriors are taking care of the Trailblazers. Good on the Trailblazers for getting there and I think it's really think- cool. KD's injury is a little bit more serious than what. No, I think it's much less. I reckon if they weren't playing, like, really, they were lucky they were going to get Denver or Portland. So, two teams that they match up well against and they were going to beat. So, they're only resting him. I reckon they'll rest him for the first two games just for the sake of resting him. Yeah, we sort of know that he's definitely missing the first two. I just get the feeling that there's just something a little bit more there. One of those ones was like, oh, he's day to day. Like, we'll just wait and see. But the fact that the, he was the, celebrating the game, the the shot by Steph Curry with nothing on his calf, like standing up, jumping around, that sort of stuff, leads me to believe that there's not too much of an issue with it. I, when you do your calf like that. Which you've done before. I've done. Yeah. Even if it's a strain, a, it's not a strain. You don't strain it if you look back the way that he looked back and all that. And, yeah. and thankfully it's not an Achilles, which is what I think we all yeah. feared to start off with. Well, he's got a, such a long Achilles that but, that thing would probably snap and hit the yeah. roof <laughs> if that thing went. It was either a hip flexor or an Achilles. Um, yeah. But a calf injury is tough to come back from. Well, it is. And the only way that I could see him making an impact in a game with a calf injury is if he was 6'11 and could shoot the ball, which, oh, shit, he is. So. But, <laughs> He's going to be fine. With Durant, with Durant out of it, I think it evens up the series a lot. Obviously, it evens it up a lot more. Like the matchups are pretty good for well, Portland. Well, it's, it's a very tough matchup. Durant's the hardest player for Portland to guard. Yeah. They've got the, this is the two best backcourts in the league going against each other. And Which one is, is red hot right now in the Portland Trailblazers. So yeah. Durant being out helps the Trailblazers probably more than any other team that would be facing them in the playoffs. And then we get to see Bogut play more minutes versus Cantor, which will be a fun matchup. I'm waiting for the NBL to post every time he touches yeah. the ball as well. Kevon, <laughs> Connection. Kevon Looney was an absolute beast against Houston. That guy just offensive yeah. rebounded everything. So I, th- I still think the Warriors are going to win this series regardless yeah. of KD plays or not, but I think it will be a lot more entertaining series than what people anticipate. Oh, for sure. And I, and I reckon you can find some value as there, out there if you're a punter as well on both of these series in the big win, little win market going 1-10 to 10 on these games. Whoever you think is going to win, take it 1-10 to 10, because this doesn't look like there's going to be any blowout games in any of these series. I'm glad Steph Curry's back. You know, players like that, all you need is one good shooting stretch. You yeah. know, he's, he looked bad. Averaged only 20 points against Houston. I wish I could only average and, 20. And he yeah. exactly, you know, and that's that's I was trying to score 20 once this year. That's, that's what all goes I to show you, you know, the level of you know, you know, it would be pretty cool though. That is if the Warriors sort of come full circle 
and do it without KD. Which they the can. And, and this, this is the thing. 26, 26 and 1. Yeah. 26 and 1 without KD. That team moves the ball better. They play better. And this isn't a knock on Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the greatest player on the face of the planet right now. Mm. But that team, you can't make... They're not better with Kevin Durant as they're not worse without him. Yeah, yeah. they won it before. You can put anyone thing, on that team. You put much. any player they in the world it. on that team and you but, can't fix it. They had the perfect thing but going. It, but if they win it without KD, I think it makes it so much easier to just say, we're, we're good. We'll bring someone else in. Yeah. You you go be with Kyrie at the Knicks. Go to the Knicks now. Yeah. Go to, please, <laughs> let's go. Come on East. But it would, it would be, I think it would be pretty cool to come full circle and obviously Milwaukee Bucks to win it all. So you get a spider web in your head. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I want to see as well is I want to see that KD goes to the Knicks because I want to see Steph Curry by himself again. When KD injured his calf and went out of that game, Curry took over the fourth. Won them that game. Was terrible in the first half, but again, 33 points in the, the second splash, half. The Splash Bros were back. He's that good. The Splash Bros are back. And Steph Curry is now a better player than what he was when he won those back-to-back MVPs. Mm-hmm. So now you put him on a team by himself again. When I say by himself with Clay, Durant, and whoever else they choose to acquire with KD leaving. We get to see Curry again. We get to see him have another year where it's like, okay, here we go. He's going to break these records. He's going to do all this sort of stuff. All the stuff we loved about Steph Curry. We yep. get to see that again. And anyway, that's all we got time for. We've, we've had a little bit of everything, a little bit of NBL, a little bit of off-court. Aisha wants someone in her DMs. Wertho wants Milwaukee to win. I want the Warriors to win the finals. But anyway, we'll see you all next week. Throw us some questions on Twitter if you want, at Wertho33, at C Homicide. It's just at C Homicide, isn't it? No numbers there. No, yeah. no fooling around. Just no. straight, straight to the name. At Chomicide. At Felix44. Now, what is my I've got about four Twitter accounts. At Felix Hoffman. Yeah, don't 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 tweet at any of my burner accounts that I just used to go to go at Werther. But anyway, we will see you guys next week with Sports Bet Trash Talk. Gamble responsibly.